so democracy is kind of a belief, the belief in democracy. But it's not like a belief in a policy. Let's raise taxes by 12% for the rich. It's not like a belief in a policy. It's a belief in a process. The process of representing, representing the will of the people. Or representation, even. Is, it's, it's, yeah, the belief that we should ha you know, vote for representatives and then they should devote 100% um, of their time to the, t to the you know, uh, issues. Representation is a process. You know, it involves, the process involves voting and uh, <clears throat> selection. And so the founding fathers looked for processes that would lead to good results. Debate. They, they created a place for people to debate to debate so and so they have a whole set of processes you know separation of power <clears throat> and, and these are like algorithms an algorithm is just a set of processes so our founding fathers were cooking up algorithms and they're like these algorithms will produce good policy these processes you know, you start here, and, and <clears throat> all right, and there's there's people who are process engineers. Like, <clears throat> where's a good feedback loop? You know, you start off with this, and then you uh, add this, and then you don't move it on until it meets a certain level of quality. All right, so how can we process engineer? Uh, democracy, uh, improvement, you know, debate. How can we? All right. What if we may? All right. So there are processes we should avoid. And there are processes we, we should encourage. All right. So there's, there's political parties. And a political party are... are are named after processes. Democrat, the Democrat Party, the Democracy Party. Uh, that's a process. Representation. Oh, how do we? How do? You, how do you have? What's the process of democracy? Well, the, you follow the will of the people. Well, there's a process for following the will of the people. You know, you ask them what what do they want. And you could, you could make a set of rules and steps and procedures, and if you combine the these rules and steps and procedures, you have democratic representation. And you know you get a certain number of steps and procedures, and and most people will say, yeah, that those steps and procedures describe democracy. <clears throat> and again, the same for representation. Yes, those steps and procedures, you know, most people are going to say that's that's a pretty good description of, you know, different types of representative democ democracies. All right. <clears throat> so, what are what are 
procedures that we should avoid doing? What does a procedure look like if we call the procedure demonization? Okay, demonization involves uh, oversimplifying the enemy, straw manning, uh, <clears throat> saying that you know their character. Oh, and you know their motivation. Their motivation is nefarious. Their, their motivation, they're not doing what they think is right. They're trying to get rich. They're uh, helping their rich friends. They're, they're, well, oh, that's not really demonization. A demon would want to destroy the country. The demon would want, just likes to see things burn. All right, so demonization is the, what, what processes would you say are involved in demonization? I already told you, so, you know, oversimplification or misrepresenting, thinking about their, uh, you know, calling, saying their motives are evil. They are motivated by evil. That's a, you know, destruction. And people don't, people usually say, oh, the other side wants to get rich or the other side is stupid. Anyways, so we should avoid the process of demonization. All right, what's, what's the process of political partisanship? Partisanship. What is partisan, partisanship? You know, it's supporting parties. Cheer, it's becoming a cheerleader for your party. And like you boo whenever the other side advances. Or <clears throat> so what, what is the process of partisanship? It's, it's a lot like demonization. You know, you're oversimplifying the other side, misrepresenting. Or, or maybe, maybe you don't even have to misrepresent. Only focusing on the benefits of your policy and the, and the harm caused by the other people's policy. That's partisan. Just being a cheerleader. Oh, you know, we're, we're only going to talk about our... All right. So does partisanship lead to good policy? Is it a good process or a bad process? Just, uh, you know, um, at the at best, only talking about, you know, one-sided advertising. Oh, we're only going to talk about the benefits of, of this idea. Um, we're not going to talk about the cost. And then is one-sided advertising, is that intelligent? <clears throat> All right. Worst partisanship is over mis Oversimplifying, misrepresenting, uh, straw manning the other side. What's what's worse partisanship? You know, getting out your base by angering them. Well, there's things to be angry about. You have to. Uh, you should. So anger is is angering the base, riling up the base. Is there a process to that? Yeah, sure. Sure, that's all the same. Every single process in, in, in politics is the same. You oversimplify, misrepresent, you, uh, <clears throat> you, <clears throat> uh, rinse, lather, repeat. 
why did they say that? Does, do, does anyone say that? You just, you just, you have a process and you just repeat it over and over and over again. Outrage. You feed your base outrage. And then you collect the money, you make commercials to make more outrage, and then you keep repeating. <clears throat> Alright. So, uh, I think we could make a process political party. And so, um, Brett Weinstein is trying to do it with Unity 2020. Um, he's making a process and he's like, we're going to, we're going to nominate a moderate, uh, a center right presidential candidate and a center left presidential candidate. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to nominate them and uh, they'll flip a coin. They'll decide who's going to be president this year. And then um, every four years, they'll swap the person who was president before, and they'll be vice president. And and so <clears throat> uh, they're going to have to con- they're going to consult each other on every decision, and they'll uh, not they'll <clears throat> on every decision decision unless it's like time based or urgent. You know, uh, obviously there are quick responses that you, you can't uh, necessarily can, can, you don't necessarily have the time to consult or debate. So, <clears throat> so that's a process. It's a process party. We're, we're not, we're not like, uh, gonna win. We're not trying to win for our policy. We, we, we have, our politics, we're, we're raising money, we're raising awareness, we're advertising, we're accepting money from donors, and then we're using all of this money to support a process. And it's the Unity 2020 process. Um, so, what other, you know, pro, you know parties, uh, process parties could we have? Okay, ranked choice voting. It's a special interest, but but it could be a party. You could, it's, uh, I don't know. A party is just um, a political organization, political action committee that has candidates and, uh, you know, tries to get them elected. So, you know, you could you could do that for any any group. Um, has an overall philosophy. Party is just a group of people trying to push for for something. You know, a special interest, trying to get people elected. And I guess uh, the philosophy could be about a process that that produces good results. So. Um, the Republicans, Libertarians, uh, conservatives, they're like, they, they're a philosophy about what are good results or kind of, kind of, they say, uh, you know, small government produces, produces good results, or they say big government produces big results or, you know, um, 
laissez-faire with respect to uh, social uh, uh, morals, libertarian, let people do what they want, uh, and then also have a small government. Yeah, you could say that they're kind of, uh, they're kind of process parties. They kind of uh, feel that the process of big government or little government or whatever uh, results in people being happier. But really, they have, they have, they go into the election already knowing what they're going to support. I'm, I want to approve this plan. I want to sign this plan into law. I want to make this government bigger. What I'm interested in is a, a party that devotes itself to a machine and we feed all of the data into the machine and then we do what the machine tells us. All right. So if we're, if we're, let's just, let's just agree on this. Let's just say this machine, some of the time produces a Republican, uh, uh, goal. I mean, policy. And some of the time it produces the Democrat policy. Those are the only real two options is it's really a machine that chooses between Republican and Democrat, uh, options. So it's not a scary machine. It's better to have this machine that sometimes does Democrat things and sometimes does Republican things. It's better to have it than to have all Republican or all Democrat if you're afraid of either side's extreme. All right. <clears throat> so my goal is to convince you that we could build a machine that would support the better policy and between the two, Republicans and Democrats. So the machine is a cost-benefit analysis. It's the only valid reason to make a decision. The, the only valid reason to make a decision is if that decision will produce more benefits than cost. And people are like, no, no, what about abortion? What about abortion? Abortion is is all about morals. It's not a it's not a cost benefit analysis. It's about morals. Well, what are morals? Oh my gosh. Uh, morals are the belief that acting in a certain way. <laughs> will bring you happiness or bring the world happiness or bring your children happiness. Morals are the belief that you shouldn't be reckless with things that create life. If you, you shouldn't be reckless with life taking or life, uh, the, the killing or bringing people into life. It's selfish to uh, to play around with that when you're not ready. 
if not ready to provide for the child. So that's a moral. But what, what's the origin of that moral? You, you don't... You can either care about the adult's rights, or you can care about... the uh, child. And you can care about both. But, you know, uh, the arguments tends to be people who care more about the adult's right and people who think that the child has a claim. But everyone, when you're talking about, arguing about abortion, what are you arguing about? cost or benefits to society. We're harming society. We're making our society less respectful of life. And so they're talking about it impacts to our culture, impacts to our humanity. Or, you know, what's the big government? You know, people have freedoms. People have, you, you don't have a right to tell me what to do with my body. That's, that's an argument about cost being paid by mothers. Oh my gosh. So no matter what I say, I'm going to make someone mad because everyone has very strong opinions about abortion. And I start throwing out some arguments. And you're like, those arguments are wrong. You're evil. You suck. I hate you. Well... I'm not trying to say which argument is better. I'm just saying that they're talking about cost to the baby, cost to society, or they're talking about cost to the parent. That's all cost-benefit analysis. So, to, fine, fine. Let's just take your... Uh, no, let's not. All right. Oh, you can't talk about LGBT issues because on a cost-benefit analysis basis because those are morals. You can't talk about morals with a cost-benefit analysis. Yes, you can. You're talking about cost or benefits to the people that are uh, gay. Oh, or you're talking about the, you, you know, you're trying to say that there's going to be uh, um, cost or benefits to society. You know, uh, <clears throat> that's that's all it is but each side just thinks that their side is clearly right because all they're thinking about is you know whether or not you have cost or the other side is thinking only think about oh, they, oh what happens is they love their little arguments so much and they're so convinced that this is going to be a cost that they can't really see it. Uh, we know this is going to happen. This benefit is definitely going to happen. They, they can't even see, you know, <clears throat> it's just dumb. But fine, fine, whatever. We The government spends 3.6 or 3.6. I thought it was three point something trillion dollars every year, federal deficit budget, and the deficit is a good portion of that. 
uh, you know, so all of that money, we had, we had a big plan. Someone dreamed up something. They are going to do really, they're going to do really good things with that money. All right. So let's do a cost benefit analysis, uh, analysis for each of those plans. Which of those plans is producing the most benefit for the least amount of cost? Can we, can we just say at a minimum that we should, we should take the argument away from partisan people who are, are making anecdotal and stories and emotional or, or uh, <clears throat> dogmatic uh, arguments. We should take the argument away from them and, and put the argument into the cost-benefit analysis box. Right, right, please, 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 for the love of all that is good and holy, let's try to, whenever possible, make decisions using a process that ties the likelihood of a cost or benefit to the evidence that the cost or benefit is likely. So you can look at different countries, different states, different times that these different policies have been uh, enacted. And then you can scientifically try to tease out the cause and the, um, the unintended co consequences or the uh, <clears throat> causation and correlation. All right, so we need to build a machine that identifies causation and correlation. And if we do this, what will happen to jobs? What will happen to GDP? What will happen to uh, the income gap? What will happen to the wealth gap? <clears throat> and I'm not just talking about... <clears throat> There's not just one wealth gap between the very richest... Uh, and the very poorest in a society. There's all sorts of wealth gaps. But see, one party just gets in their brain one wealth gap. <clears throat> and they're just like, this is the only thing that matters. And it's a religion to them. And they're, they view politics as religion. We need to convert these heathens to the belief that this particular wealth gap is all that matters and other people are like it's a religion and I don't believe this wealth gap is all that matters and and it's stupid oh my gosh oh my gosh oh my gosh you can't make decisions through people's attention span um, outrage and self-righteousness and uh, virtue signaling will get you one side, type of society. And we're not sure that democracies will succeed with this machine that we've constructed. This uh, virtue signaling, this uh, moral panic, this, uh, you know, dogma, uh, <clears throat> uh, demonization of the other party. 
we have constructed a machine and we're the oldest representative democracy with a constitution. But it's not republic. Uh, they, they had democracies before and they just didn't last. And, you know, we could, we could go away. We could. We could go away. But we could also fail. We could also just fail to address our problems. We have a problem with China. China has concentration camps for ethnic minorities. Yeah, forced labor concentration camps. They're like doing eugenics. They're like sterilizing all of these people. <clears throat> uh, and it's happening right now. Are we doing anything about it? What can we do about it? Oh, Russia. Russia doesn't have free elections. They don't have a free press. They kill their journalists. Yeah, Russia has massive quantities of nukes. Their nukes are so bad that after something goes off, uh, like nothing lives there for thousands, wait, I mean, millions of years, right? Um, uh, we have serious problems. You could have, we, we have pandemic and we're just going through these problems. Oh, the Democrat was evil. The Democrat, uh, they, they, they did the bad things. Oh, the Republican, the Republicans are evil. And it's just dogma. And like, oh yeah, I know you, you think, yeah, the Republicans were the evil ones. And I feel very strongly about this. And, and you know, we just need to get those damn Republicans out of office. You know what? We had problems when it was the Democrats in power too. Um, every four years, you know, it's the same old story. Oh, you know, if you just put the other party in, into power, all of the problems will go away. You know, just trust us. All of the problems will go away. Why won't you trust us? And it happens every four years. <clears throat> uh, <clears throat> this is our most important election of history. If you just don't think about the system and that we go through this every four years and that we're curdling towards the cliff and you know, we have deficit problems and, and we're on economic insolvency and we're, and you know, we, we can't deal with any of our problems intelligently, but don't worry if you just vote for our guy this year, all of those problems will go away. And it's, it's sickening. It's maddening. Our first two presidents hated political parties. George Washington said, you know, his farewell address, he said, don't start pleas for the love of all that is good and holy. 
do not start political parties that you know you divide into faction and then you get this resentment and then, and uh, revenge and and you just you just uh, you know are fighting over the the fate of the nation please don't start political parties he begged us and our second president did the same thing you know do not start political parties um, my greatest fear is that the nation will divide into uh, two great parties he said and you know each aligned under their leaders and they'll uh, destroy the country two first presidents George Washington <clears throat> you know they risked their lives uh, for this country they made mistakes <clears throat> but they risked their lives for this country they they died for for freedom and for self-government and trying you know John Adams was was pretty cool not, not very many people know about him he didn't have George Washington's charisma good looks height um, he didn't have his money And, you know, George Washington exhibited crazy bravery on the battlefield. Like, it was like a god out there. Somehow he just didn't die. Stayed alive. John Adams didn't have that, but he had some pretty serious moral uh, commitments. Anyways, our two founding fathers made excellent arguments that political parties are wrong, are bad. We should not have them. And we just ignore them. Like, you know, if George Washington is our founding, if these are our founding fathers, we just ignore them. Like, we ignore our father. And then, like, when everything goes to heck, we're like, oh. Why is everything going to heck? Well, we were warned by our fathers. Oh, I'm sorry. <clears throat> oh, well. So, I guess that's it. I guess that's it. I we we I think we could have a process party. A party dedicated to using cost-benefit analysis to make our decisions. And that's it. I'm asking for your help. Thanks. Bye.